T-minus 36 hours until the NFL draft starts and all your dreams and hopes are crushed, Browns fans. Just kidding. Thank you for listening to the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. Good news, bad news on this Wednesday for you. The bad news, Peter Schrager had to bail. Uh, Pete, Peter's at NFL Network. Does good morning football. Great show. You should watch it in the morning times. It's about football. His kid got sick. I understand. I'm there all the time. Fortunately, we've got a cavalcade of guests who can jump on the phone and fill in at any minute. This guy was begging the podcast. And now I am joined today by Pete Prisco. Pete, what's up, buddy? Get the draft here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So this is the Wednesday show. You're hearing it on Wednesday morning. Everybody who's subscribed and rating and reviewing and leaving the comments on iTunes, man, it is a huge help. I am pestering my bosses nonstop. They think the podcast is going great. I guess it is. We'll deal with it. So keep leaving those reviews. Keep hitting that rate button. It really helps a ton. And tell your friends. Subscribe. And uh, if you like something that we do, want to see something else, tweet me at Will Brinson on Twitter or at Pick6Pod. You can tweet Pete just for fun. And tell them his taste. And by the way, to, to leave those reviews when I'm on, just so they know yeah. that I'm, I, once again, I'm driving it up again. Like well, we, we, no, you are. You're, you are the, you're the Tom Brady of this operation. I'm just the, I'm just the Gronk. I'm just catching passes and, and running in the Kentucky Derby. Um, we're going to talk draft rumors again today. And then Thursday, we're going to have Jason Lock and Fora on to break down. I think will be his only mock of the year. Yeah, he, you know what? I can stop with that because he's done these mock, he calls them these predictions and he says NFL first round prediction or something. Well, this is the same as a mock. What the hell do you think a mock is? It's a prediction. Bad, right. bad predictions. Right. So, so, you know, lock of four, you're doing more than one mock. Just admit it. <laughs> um, you're right. He is. He does lots of, but he only has one official mock. So we'll have him on to talk about that. And then we're going to figure it out. As I've said, TBD, uh, for, post-draft grades on post-draft recap winners and losers on Thursday night and we'll do Friday night for rounds two and three and then we'll do a big wrap up and um, maybe we'll maybe Pete will get you on on Sunday to talk about uh, grades if you're not flying to the Bahamas what do you think uh, I'll be flying home and then flying to the Bahamas so that no. sounds like a firm no fine we'll get uh, we'll get somebody else on Sunday that's fine I will grade the draft final grades for every team though I will do that and uh, as you might have noticed if you listen to the Nick Costas podcast on Monday Pete will be part of our I'll be part of it too part of our draft coverage on CBS Sports HQ go to cbssports.com backslash live or cbssportshq.com or check out your Apple Android Roku any any device um, and you can watch our draft coverage. It is the ultimate second screen. Pete will be in Dallas with Chris Trapasso, interviewing players, making all his grades for every single player. I think in the first three rounds, right, Pete, as is tradition. Brinson, Brinson, let me correct you on something. Yeah, what's up? It's not the second screen. It's the first screen. It's you get it on screen. Hulu. You put it on your screen. You watch it. Oh yeah, number one. This screen. is the number one screen. Actually, yeah, I guess if you if you cut the cord, this is your number one screen, right? Right, of course. Yeah, sorry, I'm just used to saying second screen experience. Right, I know. I watch it. I watch HQ on my big TV in my living right. room. That's of where course. I watch it. Yeah, it's, of course. Yeah, because I look damn good in the, on a big TV. So yeah, of course you got to do it. I just do it to melt Robbie's mind. Robbie's my four year old son. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, to melt his mind when Daddy appears on TV, he's like, oh, what, what, um. So that's fun. Let's get into the draft rumors, Pete. Let's go. What, how many teams do you think will trade into the top 10 once, once Thursday night rolls around? How many teams from outside of the top 10 trade into the top 10? Buffalo. I think the Bills are going to. And I think there's a chance Arizona does. Oh, expound on Arizona, please. Well, 
they want a quarterback. Um, I think Josh Allen would be their number one target. Mm. I think if there's if he's gone first, which I do believe he's going first, then I think there's a chance that Mayfield could be in play for them. Um, but you know, it just depends on how it plays out in the beginning. I mean, if it goes Allen, Darnold, Mayfield, then you know I don't know who's going to go up. Does do the Bills go up to four? See, if I'm Cleveland and I'm at four and I get my quarterback, I'm going back to get more picks. I'm, I'm taking the picks. I think I'm going to so load up. Well, I think Arizona's problem is, and I mean, this is my sense with what I don't think, I think that Steve Kime wants to go up and get a quarterback. And I think he's a little snake bit from last year after I was actually watching the 2017 draft earlier today. And it's crazy how close they came to get, getting either Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson before the Chiefs and, um, and the Mahomes Texans. was that would have been their guy. I think. Sure. I mean, either way, I mean, but they were right there for both of those guys. And, um, and the Saints were right there for Mahomes too and ended up getting Marshawn Lattimore. And, and Sean Payton said this week he would have taken Mahomes if he were there. Um, the, point being is that that can i mean like that's a little dangerous because it can it can snake it can it can it can it can get in you it can make you itch a little bit to to do something desperate i think kime is a little too level-headed to just sacrifice a first round pick next year to get in a bidding war with arizona mainly because you know he is he is playing i mean you're playing with fire a little bit if you're arizona you know you have sam bradford you have mike glennon and if you go up and get a quarterback if it's a josh allen you're not guaranteed to get great healthy quarterback play in 2018, and that could lead to giving up a very expensive pick in 2019, right? Correct. And, and you know what? Next year's quarterback class, might, I, I, people hate when you do this, but it might be pretty good. Um, you know, got the if the Patterson kid that goes to Michigan that was at, uh, what, Ole Miss or wherever yeah. he was at, um, and you got other guys in that class as well. I mean, some people like Will Greer. Um, you know, there, there are some quarterbacks, the Stidham kid, Stidham kid from Auburn, there's some quarterbacks in there. Ryan Finley class. from NC State. That's right. I like Ryan Finley. I do too. I, in fact, there was some talk of him even coming out this year because I guess he's graduated already, right? If I'm yeah. not mistaken. He's, uh, he's, he's actually in grad school now, I think. Right. He's a little bit older because he transferred from Boise. Right. But he's, but pretty, I like him. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, so get, there are quarterbacks. Yeah. There are quarterbacks in next year's draft class. So, um, you know, if you, you don't want to give away too much. Uh, to be one of those teams that's panicking to go get a quarterback. You've got to be careful. I think if you're Arizona, your move up into the top ten would be similar to Miami in that it gets to six and the Colts are on the clock and Bradley Chubb is off the board, but Josh Rosen and Baker Mayfield are still there. And you call Chris Ballard and say, hey, look, I'll give you our first this year, a second and a third. Let me come up to six. And you, that way you, you try to get away with it without giving away your first round pick. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, but I don't think that happens. I, I hear the Colts are locked in on, um, Roquan Smith. I don't know if that's true, but that's the, the, the word you're hearing around, around the NFL is that that Roquan Smith, if he's there, maybe the Edmonds kid and then, um, and then maybe Quentin Nelson. By the way, I forgot quarterback I really love in next year's dra- draft. That's Drew Locke. Oh yeah, out of uh, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he? But you now the thing to watch on Locke, he's switching schemes because the Missouri coach left for Central Florida, right? Or the Missouri OC left for Central Florida, right? right. Yeah. So like Locke, it'll be interesting to see how he switches from that. Um, who was it? Is it uh, who's who's the coach? Some old air raid coach, right? Who, oh, that was at Missouri? Yeah. He's, 
Yeah. He no, was, Josh Heupel. Yeah. The yeah. Heupel winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we, I mean, like, we'll see how much Heupel mattered in terms of having an impact on. But, uh, but there are some players in next year's draft. Yeah, I mean, you sure. got him. You yeah. got, and I mentioned, you mentioned your guy Finley. You got the quarterback at South Carolina could come out if he wanted to next year. Um, you know, Fitzgerald at Mississippi State. You know, there, there are guys there next year that, you know, Eason. He's yeah. going to Washington. Yep. Um, you know, so there, it, it, there's a potential, Clay, the Thorson kid at Northwestern. There are some guys next year, so you don't have to panic and make the deal to go get a quarterback. By the way, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, this is sort of flying under the radar a little bit, but he's 19 years old. <laughs> That's insane. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. But he's a little, people have propped him up a little too much because of the potential and the athletic ability. Um, you know, he wasn't, he should have been better than he is. I, Jason Lockafor and myself, we talked today. We both have been hearing from teams that his brother could be in play earlier than expected as the safety position. Mm. Who, um, is there anybody else before we, and I want, I'm curious about the back end of that first round, but is there anybody else that could trade up? I mean, Arizona, Buffalo is my, I don't think Miami's going to do it. Uh, you know, that all the talk about Mayfield, I've heard that's not true. Okay. What about Rosen? Um, maybe Rosen. I think if he's there at maybe. six, yeah, maybe. I don't think they will though. Do you think? Do you think that the the team they like Tannehill? By the way, I mean, you know, sure. you got to sit there and say, I, I, they like Tannehill. Do you think that the teams that are at seven, eight, nine, and ten, and that's the Forty ers Bears? Oh God, who am I missing? Raiders, Raiders, Raiders and 10. then who's it? I think the Raiders have potential. To, I think the Raiders would prefer to trade down. That's mm-hmm. you hear that too. A little bit. But who's at that, nine? It, How am I drawing a blank on who's at nine? No, it's it's the Niners, um, the Raiders, and, and the Niners, the Raiders, and it's Bucks seven. Oh yeah, Bucks seven. Yeah, okay, Bucks seven, Bears eight, Niners nine, and then Raiders, Raiders ten. ten. I mean, how many of those teams do you think would be interested in trading down once they're on the clock, or do you think that those teams are sort of locked into some of these top prospects? I think Roquan Smith. Nelson Edmonds go in that range. That's where I think they go. Uh, in fact, I think it'll go Nelson to the Bears, Smith. Or I think Roquan Smith goes to the Colts if Chubb's not there. I think if Chubb's there, they'll take Chubb. If Chubb's not there, they'll take Roquan Smith. I think um, Nelson goes to the Bears. Then you got Edmonds maybe going to the Niners. And then the 10, I think they're in a situation where they can move out of there. And, and you know, I, you keep hearing they like it. They want to get an offensive tackle. Because Donald Penn's coming to the end. I've also heard uh, Vita Vea's name there mentioned because they need a guy up front sure. that can, you know, be good and help their defense, which hasn't been good. So I think those are possibilities as well. Worth noting on the Bears, I think this is sort of flying under the radar. And I think the the Nelson thing is interesting because his old coach is is at Chicago now, and so there's an obvious connection there. They have a need. You lose Josh Sitton and you want to replace him. Quentin Nelson would fit perfectly in terms of a, a guy who can help Matt Nagy establish the run with Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard and protect uh, Mitchell Trubisky as well. It seems a, I wouldn't, okay, A, it seems a little too obvious, but sometimes obvious works in the draft. And B, uh, I think that Ryan Pace, he's only done two drafts, right? Or is this his third draft? At least in the last two drafts, he's traded up to get his guy in both cases. Uh, Leonard Floyd, they, they moved up two spots with Tampa Bay from 11 to 9 in the 2016 draft to jump the Giants and draft Leonard Floyd. And then last year they moved from 3 to 2 
to get Mitchell Trubisky. So it's, it, it feels like there's a possible trade there with the Bears where they go from like eight to six or eight to seven. Well, eight to seven would be stupid, I guess, but eight to six to maybe to try and guarantee themselves Quentin Nelson. You know, they also need a linebacker too. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, look at the middle of their defense. They haven't had, you know, Ellerby was banged up and all that last year and was a problem. And, <laughs> and, uh, Nick, Costas is a sick man, by the way. What's he's he doing? Doing now? something in the window. Get him out of here. Yeah. He's a sick man. He's a um, but yeah, so I, they, you know, I keep, you know, the Van Der Esch comparison to Keekley is is keeps coming up for me, and I, it's very interesting. And if you're looking at the Bears, they they could use one of those guys in their defense. So, um, I, you know, whether it's Roquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds, or Van Der Esch, somebody they need to get somebody on defense. So I think Nelson would be their primary guy i believe but i also think they could look at that linebacker position is there somebody in that next sort of team we talked about the, the cardinals maybe trading up what about what about this spot the does lamar jackson get through 12 the 12 to 17 gauntlet that features the bills i don't think the packers are going to draft him but if they, you're the bills how could the bills get rid of a guy that was a runaround quarterback who made plays and get one that put, replaced him with the same exact thing that doesn't make any sense to me if you were going to do that you would have kept tyrod taylor wouldn't you that would make more sense especially with tyrod taylor being experienced and, right uh, so i don't think that i don't think that's the direction they're going who is, is uh, lamar jackson where else in play there the cardinals no i don't think that's going to happen you don't think the cardinals are drafting i don't but i don't know that for sure I mean, I, I did hear that the, their quarterback coach Byron Leftwich likes him some, mm. um, but I, I don't know if, if that's enough to to get him picked there. Um, I, I think Pittsburgh's in play for him. Ooh, why? How come? Well, because this stuff with with um, you know Roethlisberger retiring, I think it gets more serious by the year. Eventually, you got to replace him, and right? He's or going. Get, he's going to retire at some point, right? Soon. Yeah. He keeps talking about it, so it's going to happen. I know it's a little drama there, but but I think it's going to happen. So I think Pittsburgh's in play. I don't buy the Cincinnati stuff. I keep hearing that. I, I think they're going to go for an offensive lineman. Um, you know, then you hear New England, uh, but I I don't think New England's going to pull the trigger on a quarterback. That's just me. Not in the first round. No, I just don't see it. Don't you think? So, don't you think it's a little ridiculous that we've heard the Patriots connected? So Tom Brady has liked a an Instagram. This sounds so stupid saying it out loud, but it's at least yeah you know, we wrote a story about it. Tom Brady liked an Instagram post and called Lamar Jackson a beast in the comments. And Bill Belichick and the Patriots have allowed it to be leaked out that they really like Lamar Jackson, and they allowed it to be leaked out that they privately worked out Lamar Jackson. Don't you think that's it's it's almost too obvious of a charade? But they're I mean they're trying to make it clear that they they like Lamar Jackson to make other people panic. Yes, I do. I, I just, how do you bring him in there when you have a team built to win now? It, it doesn't make any sense it, for me, at least from my standpoint. Cause I, I think Belichick and Brady, I've said this before. I think they're going to walk off together. Uh, you know, not necessarily by choice, but they will both go at about the same time. So if, if Brady leaves and why would Belichick stay around to do, redo it all over again with another quarterback? I don't think he does. So I think he goes and I don't think they're going to pick. Uh, a quarterback. Now, I could be wrong, but I just don't think they will. And I agree with you. I think they're leaking stuff out because they want people to make a move up to go get them. All right. So over under Lamar Jackson, 19 and a half. Um, the, 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 like the draft spot being 19 and a half under being closer to one over being closer to 32. What was that again? So if it's over under 19 and a half, Hey, we got a visitor. What a, did your iPad die? All right. Cool, buddy. Um, uh, how about you use daddy's telephone for a minute? 
He's Daddy's telephone? Yes. Thank you. Say hi, Mr. Pete. Hi, Mr. Pete. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, we got two visitors in the office now. Sorry. Anyway, 19 and a half, Lamar Jackson over under, like 19 being the Cowboys pick. Do you think that he goes higher or lower than that? I think he goes lower than that. As in closer to 32. Yes. Okay. I'm not, I mean, a week ago, I wasn't sure he was going in the first round. Wow. Really? I'm still, I'm still not convinced he is. Mm. I think he is, but I'm not convinced he is. I think the four locks in the first round are, are the other quarterbacks, but yeah. I don't know about him yet. How high can, how high can Derwin James go? Seven to Tampa. You like that? You think, you think Tampa's locked in on him? I don't think they're locked in on him, but I, I think that's a strong possibility. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick or Derwin James goes first? Derwin James. Really? Well, yep. How is that? How, how and why has that changed recently? I just think you do the evaluation. I think he's a better player. I, I think Mika Fitzpatrick can do a lot of things, but I think Derwin James um, is a better pure safety to me. You know, you're you're, you're speculating on Mika Fitzpatrick. Is he going to go play? He's going to play free safety, and he's done some of it. But I think his attraction is lining up in the slot. He can cover tight ends. He can go deep. He can play on the corner. So I think his attraction is versatility from a position standpoint. I think James's attraction is he's a pure safety who can do a lot of things from the safety position. He can play up near the line. He can blitz. He can play in coverage. He's a good tackler. Um, I, look, I like both of them, to be honest with you, but I, I think I, I, I favor James just a little bit more. Have you submitted your final mock yet? I did it last week. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm changing it. Wow, you're done six days out from the draft? I'm doing one tomorrow how I think it should go. And the eerie thing about it is it's similar to a lot of my mocks. So I, wow. I either I have a good – like I wrote in there, I either have a good feeling about you think You're either going to be really right or really wrong. Yeah, probably really wrong. <laughs> I like the way everybody gets all sensitive about me. Like this guy – you see the guy who does the mock draft grading and stuff and I'm like yeah. – did you see what I said to him? I go, who cares? I mean you try and do the best you can. If you don't get them right, you don't get them right. You get, I mean you rely on people you talk to. You rely on your own ability to place guys. And, and then if it's not right, then it's not right. You've got uh, two pass rushers going 14 and 18. Marcus Davenport and Harold Landry. Who do you prefer and how do you think those guys fit? Don't love either one of them, by the way. I'll be honest really? with you. I think, I think Marcus Davenport has a chance. He's, he's the Josh Allen of this group, though. He has a chance to be a real star, but he has the low ceiling, too. So I would probably lean to take Davenport. Of those two, I would take Davenport. And do you, and, do you, oh, sorry, go ahead. And I think it's good for the Packers to get another pass rusher. And I, I, I know they like corners and they need corners. I, I hear the Packers are in on either a corner, pass rusher, or an offensive lineman, which the offensive lineman's weird, but, but I think it's because of Belaga at right tackle. Well, doesn't it make sense? Like you bring in Mike Pettin and I mean, he probably runs something fairly similar to what Dom Capers ran, but not entirely similar. And you need to give him a, sort of a versatile pass rusher who can move around. To me, Harold Landry, Landry or Davenport, but fit, right? I think Landry's more of a pure outside rusher. I think yeah. you can stand up Davenport if you had to. So, I, But I don't know. Either one of them. I, I, I prefer Davenport. I think he's a better player. Oh, you got Leighton Vander Esch going to the Cowboys at 19 in your latest mock. What, 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 you, you told me they were going to be a top 10 pick. What's up with that? Oh, I hear different now. But, uh, oh. you know, again, if there's a run on those linebackers and one of those teams that – well, you know, if, if Roquan Smith and Edmonds go and then there's a team that badly wants a linebacker, then I think he's next. So I think it could be, you know, like, let's say, for example, you go, you know, eight, nine and ten all want linebacker inside linebacker or, or say, the, OK, let's say the Bears, Bears, Niners, Raiders all want linebackers. Then they could be in play. Leighton Vander Esch could be a play at number ten. What about 
Cowboys, I hear, love him, by the way. I, he was getting some hype from uh, Jane Slater, who's in Dallas. I'm just, I mean, you know, doing a report. I think it was on NFL Network. You know, when I was not watching CBS Sports HQ, I happened to have on uh, NFL Network, and it was uh, it was getting hype. But I mean, that would be, is, are there medical concerns about him? Is that why he would fall in the top? It was 10? a shoulder, but uh, you know, I'm talking to some people that know him very well. The shoulders, it, it's it's fine. So. And some teams, there was a report that some teams failed them, and that's not true from did what I was told. Did you go skeet shooting with Leighton Vander Esch at any point before the draft process? No, I did not. Did you he would probably he would probably abuse me in that. Did I'm you see? A, did you see? Or Andy Benoit went skeet shooting with him. That does not surprise me. <laughs> I think Andy was a little nervous about holding the gun. I want to ask him. About Andy's Andy is in Idaho, so that's an easy story to go do for him. He just drove right up the road. Uh, yeah, my dad actually goes hunting in uh, Idaho sometimes once a year. I was in Moscow, Idaho once when I was uh, 18 years old. Oh, I was working uh, at the student newspaper at Arizona State, and we were allowed to travel with the team. And there were like three of us. We had to pick games, and I picked, of course, I think I picked Los Angeles first, and somebody picked Palo Alto, and then somebody picked it, and it came back to me, and I ended up with Pullman at Washington <laughs> State. And the drinking age in at the time at Washington State was 21, but in Idaho, it was 18. So... I went to Idaho and closed the bars down and then couldn't find a cab home and had to beg somebody to drive me back to Washington State. And I think I was pulling in as the buses were getting loaded up to go to the game. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those nights. And that's, it how, was, uh, and that's how you end up in Moscow. And you know what? Moscow, Idaho. Great story. That is a great There's story. A, no, here's another Oh, you got one. another great Moscow story. By well, means. well, here's what it is. There is actually a bar in Moscow, Idaho. With a nail that's about 14 feet or 13 feet in the air or something. And it was like, what is, I asked somebody, what is that nail? And they said, that's the Gus Johnson nail. Gus Johnson was a great NBA player, played for the Baltimore Bullets back in the day. He was one of the all-time leapers. And supposedly that's where he jumped to. And they challenged anybody who go in the bar to touch the, um, touch the nail. And from what I was told, nobody could get to the nail, but I guess Dennis Johnson's little brother, remember DJ played for the Celtics yeah, and the course. Sonics? His little brother, Joey Johnson, I think actually got to the, it was the only guy who ever he had like a 48 inch vertical and got to the nail. That's a good story. Gus, like jo- story. Gus Johnson or, or David Thompson? Ooh, boy, David Thompson. David Thompson was a great jumper. That's the answer. I love David Thompson, man. I wish I had been alive to watch David Thompson play, play like in his prime. Cause I mean, I think that would be, that would be one of the dudes I would go back and watch. Uh, he wasted a lot of his career, by the way, with some, uh, problems off the court. Let's just say yes, that. He, he admitted to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's owned up to it. You got two centers in your latest, in your last mock, I believe, right? Frank Ragnall, 24 to the Panthers, James Daniels, 21 to the Bengals. Are we going to see a run on interior offensive linemen at the end of the Well, they both could play guard. So like if you're Carolina and you're sitting there and you know you lost Norwell and you know Khalil's retiring, you know, the center, Ryan Ryan Khalil's retiring retiring at the end of next year. They'd love Matt Khalil to retire too. So he has a couple years ago, but (laughs) Frank Ragnow would be a a really good pick for the Panthers. Mm. And I don't know if he's going to be there when they pick, but I think that one would make a lot of sense. And then, you know, as far as James Daniels to the Bengals, that one, and I hear they like Ragnow too. So it could be the other way around, but Daniels is another one that's played some guard and has some scheme versatility. So I, 
I, I think those two guys are going in the first round. What will your reaction be if Marty Herney trades up and, or, or actually if he just stands pat and he drafts Darius Geis at number 24? Yeah, you know, I make my annual joke with Marty. It doesn't matter if it's free agency or the draft or whatever. I always say, Hey, Marty, which running back you getting? <laughs> he laughs. I mean, he thinks it's funny, but it, I mean, that goes back to when he had, you know, Stewart and, um, who was it back in the day? Was, Williams. He drafted D'Angelo Williams in the first round. And then, then he, he and then one day, and then one, yeah, and he gave somebody a second contract, but then one day I was there for a preseason game and a running back went wild and I, and the same day he signed I think D'Angelo Williams, the big contract extender. No, he, he gave him both a, both a, both a contract in the same offseason. Yeah. And, and then when he did that, that night at a preseason game, the one, when one was announced, I was there and it was a preseason game and one, this, I can't remember was, who was the little runner? You'll remember him. He was the third string runner and he was there, hung around for a while. Well, that night in the preseason game, he ran for about 120 and two quarters. So I went up to Marty in the press box and I said, hey, Marty, you going to give him a contract extension tomorrow too? God, who was that runner? Was it, um, God, if I can think about it, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who it was in a second. What, um, do, does guys, does Darius guys, does Darius guys end up going in the first round? Possibly. If, you know, he'll be the, he'll probably be the second runner to go. Who, you think he'll go ahead of Sonny Michelle or, or Ronald, Ronald Jones? Jones and, um, yes, I do. Okay. Then would you, but we've talked about this maybe. You would, I prefer take Ronald Jones. You prefer Ronald Jones? To, I do. Now I'm trying to find who the other small runner was. It wasn't Kenyon Barner. No, it was, um, gosh. When he were 40, what was this? God, I can't remember off the top of my head. Hold on, Val. Um, no, I think, I think those runners are all, uh, again, Mike I Goodson? This, Mike Goodson? No, it might have been. It was Mike Goodson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, when all is said and done with these runners, five years, six years from now, uh-huh. There's not going to be a significant difference between Saquon Barkley and two or three of the other ones in this draft class. There won't be. Just like right now, I'll say there's not going to be a significant difference between Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, and Kareem Hunt. Or there's not going to be a significant difference between, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and whoever, who is it, Jordan Howard. Look at their numbers right now after two years. They're, they're, I also, I also, I think the interesting thing with those runners too though is that if you are, like I would rather, if I'm a team, I would rather take a running back in the late first round than take one in the early second round, primarily because you get the fifth year option. And I think the same thing applies to a quarterback. Do you think, how many teams do you think trade back into the first round in this draft? To get a quarterback? Or a running, or anybody, yeah. Like the Eagles are definitely trading out of 32, right? Well, you don't know. It depends on who's ready to come up and make the, go make the pick. I mean, you got to be willing to come make the pick. Uh, somebody's going to want something. Somebody always wants something. Yeah, but who's going to be there when they want something? Will it be a quarterback? Will it be uh, let's say like somebody like like Mason Rudolph who doesn't get a quarterback and go back in and get him. I think Mason um, Rudolph goes in the first round. So you think six quarterbacks are going in the first round? I do. I just think. I mean, like, don't you agree that the the big four, Rosen, uh, Rosen, Allen, the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm we got draft. Rosen, right Allen, now. Darnold, and uh, Mayfield. Yeah, are going to go in the top ten. Ten minimum. Easy. Minimum. Easy. And that might means, be top four. That means Lamar Jackson is going to. That means Lamar Jackson's going to end up going in the twelve to seventeen range, and then that means that somebody is going to come back up for Mason Rudolph because he's the next best guy. I I don't know if Jackson's going in the seventeen range. I I don't know. Let me ask. Can I ask this question? Why does Josh Allen get pinged for his completion percentage, but Lamar Jackson never does? Um, 
I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, the same people on Twitter and your Wilson? Twitter po- What was with the, the same- Russell Wilson thing? Come on. That's well, his completion percentage was atrocious at North Carolina State. I mean, they didn't have any running game and they had bad receivers. So it was ridiculous. Well, well, I mean, Josh Allen has no running game, bad offensive line and no receivers. And yet he gets pinged for it. I mean, you know, Matt Stafford's completion percentage was pretty crappy in college too. There's a lot of things you got to look at. I figured it out. If you completed two, I think it was two more passes in his 11 games and his completion percentage would have been higher than Sam Darnold's. So let's just say he stood up and threw two little quick dinky dunk screen passes. Does that make him a better player? Wait, wait, wait. You're, wait say that again? If he had... Do the percentage on, 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 look at Josh Allen's completion percentage and the attempts, completions, and the completion percentage. Look at it. Ready? Okay. You look at it. Right. You got it right there oh. in front of you, don't Josh you? Josh Allen stats. Jo- draft Josh I think it was Allen. a 152 of, he completed 152 of two, 270. Okay. So add uh, two more com- dinky dunk completions in 11 games. He played 11 games. That okay. gives him what? One, 174, right? Yes, yeah, that's 174 divided by, and let's say he completes them all. Right. So we're going to add 22, so 292. That's 59.6%. No, no. I'm saying of the, he add the completions because he's going to complete little think two Oh, you're not going to add the, you're going to say right, no more attempts. Right. All right. That'd be right. 64.4%. Right. Right. So two more stand up and throw a quick screen outside or throw a screen pass to a back and he's a 64% completion percentage. And all of a sudden everybody's going, Oh my God. Look at his completion percentage, 64%. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. So, uh, I mean, that's why I, I can't ping him on the completion percentage as much as Twitter police. Sound the alarm because you're in on that one too, by the way. I, you're, haven't, you're, said, you're, I haven't said a word about Josh Yeah, Allen. you have. Not to your face and not, not on Twitter. I've made a couple comments. I've seen them. No. You're, 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 you're in the, you're in the roundup. You and the gang all, all rounding up. It's the same, same people over and over again. I think Baker Mayfield's the best quarterback. Am I crazy? I like Baker Mayfield, but I don't, I don't think he's the best. I think Josh Allen's the best quarterback. Uh, I worry about Baker Mayfield a little bit. I mean. The head stuff? Yeah, I like this way. You know me, I like cockiness. Mm, that, that's that worries, nothing wrong with that. That worries me that, you, that you're worried about it because well, no, I'm, I mean, I, I guess I don't really care, but I think some of the teams care. I mean, yeah. it, 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 you want your quarterback to be the face of the franchise and what he does rubs off on everybody else. So if he's coming in there and he's a knucklehead or he acts like a knucklehead at certain points, then you got to be concerned that that's going to rub off and you're going to have more knuckleheads. I don't want knuckleheads on my team. I want guys who are going to follow a quarterback who comes into work first thing in the morning. I'm not saying he doesn't because I hear he loves the game and then he's the last guy out, but he's not. A knucklehead away from it. Because once one guy is a knucklehead and gets away with it, then there's two, then there's four, then there's eight, then there's 16, and you got a bad locker room. So that's what I worry about. I'm going to say, because I don't know him, and we don't know any of these kids, to be honest with you. Right. But I'm telling you what teams say to me. No, I mean, look, it, I think, to me, I think the two guys that are going to get you fired in this draft, if you take him and you're wrong, and we don't know if we're, you don't know if you're right. You don't know. I mean, you, you can't know. You can't ever know. I mean, everybody misses. But the two guys that'll get you fired if you're wrong are Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. That's why I ultimately think the Browns are going to take Sam Darnold one. You're going to take. See, that's where I differ from everybody else. I'm going for the home run. They, they're settling for. You can settle for the double. Yeah, but you know, but, if, but if I don't you, want a double. A double is yeah. going to get you chasing your quarterback. And you know what? You, you know what a double quarterback does? It makes you. Have everything around them go perfectly well. 
and then hope like heck you can advance to a Super Bowl. That's what a double does. I mean, Blake Bortles, as is, is probably a double. Hey, I mean, he's a seeing eye single. That's, no, he's not. He's he's a double. But he's a he's an infield, I mean, triples, an infield, triples, an infield single. Like Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan and and Russell Wilson and um, Matt Stafford and and guys, they're triples. What? Those guys are home runs. No, home runs are Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, Roethlisberger. Oh, okay, all right. Well, Rivers, okay, Rivers is probably a home run. Yeah, but the sustainable success guy. I think Stafford. I think Stafford's a home. I mean, I don't think you have to win a Super Bowl to. I think. I think. A, I no, think I don't either. But but I'm home, saying a home run you, guy has to be. You can build the franchise around him, and he will give you a shot to make the playoffs every well, single okay, year but if he's healthy. We, you think we can build around Russell Wilson? But they haven't built around him. They built around the defense and the running game. Now it's time to find out if they can build around him. I think they can. I think they should. But that's what we have to find out about it. But I, I think I'm talking about, like, is Marcus Mariota a home run? No, no, not a t- incom- a TBD. I don't think is he's James a home run. Is James Winston right now. a home run? No, TBD. Right. I mean, yeah. it, was Eli Manning a home run? Let me ask you this. Would you trade, if you were, if you're John, D- yeah, Eli's a home run, sure. Right. Of course um, he was. If Eli's a home run, then Philip Rivers is a home run. Right. Would you, I would agree. Would you trade, if you were the Browns right now, would you trade the number one overall pick for Javis Winston? If I were the Browns? Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah, I'd consider it. Well, of course you consider it. Would you do it? I don't know. Wow. Would you do it for Marcus Marietta? No. Yeah. Would you do it for Derek Carr? No. Deshaun Watson? No. You can't, please with that. He played six games. Okay. We're rushing that guy. I just have to, okay. Patrick We're Mahal, rushing Patrick, Jimmy Garoppolo. Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Even though, even though, I'm speculating on him too. I think he's got the hot. I think he's got. I loved him last year. I would rank him higher than any of the quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah, we talked. We talked about this last year. You said yeah. that you you were you were really high on him. So you would so you would have Mahomes as your number one quarterback in this class. Correct. Okay, and I mean that's not the hindsight 2020 stuff because you you did say that you said that yeah. you love Mahomes. I love Mahomes. Would you tra- would you trade the first overall pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? You got to take his contract. No. Mm, you really like Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's going to be a star, and he's going to be cheap. Jimmy Allen's not. Jimmy Garoppolo is not cheap. No, he's handsome though. Hey, well, yeah. Well, that doesn't do anything for you when you try to score <laughs> touchdowns. I told my wife that you guys were apoplectic that I was like, Jimmy Garoppolo is just hot, guys. I'm sorry, he's hot. He's objectively good looking. We had a conversation today in our house. He was on TV, and my wife was. Ak was. Ak was like, "Is that Janine Garoppolo?" It's like no, no, no. That's yes, yes. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she. I was like, yes, that's Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy's Paisan, of course, he's good looking. We're all good looking. She was like, wow, he's hot. I was like, Told you. all us Italians, you know. Um, yeah, all you Italians are yes. All Italians are all hot. Is there anybody? I'm gonna get out of here in a second. But is there anybody who is creeping into that first round talk, or is this more of a case where 25? Ragnall's creeped in. He's in. I think he's, he's in. in. Right. I think Daniels has been in, but I think he's in. Uh, Colton Miller is in. Okay. Uh, receiver wise, I think there's a chance Anthony Miller could sneak his way in. Ooh. Oh, who would you, if you had to bet on who the first receiver drafted is? I think Cortland Sutton's like four and a half to one. Ridley's the f- slight favorite and DJ Moore is like two and a half to one. I would take DJ Moore. You think, you think he goes first? I do. Okay. No chance Cortland Sutton's first? I, the guys I talk to and what I watch, I don't, I don't see it. Okay. Um, what else? Why? Right. Because he's the biggest. 
No, no, I'm just, I'm just literally wondering for some value. I, for value I, for, I don't for like the receiver group, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, the receiver group stinks. That's why I like Anthony Miller. I think Anthony Miller is going to end up being the best of these guys. Is Taven Bryan going to go to the Falcons? He might go before that. How high can he go? 19-20. Where are the Lions pick? The Lions selected 20. I think that's a possibility for the Lions. Mm. The baby G- baby. Harrison Phillips is another name to keep an eye on that could go in the first round. Stanford guy? Yep. Yeah. Defensive tackle from Stanford. Okay. I think he's he's one of those sleeper guys at the at the end of the first round could go in the first oh, round. Well, let's close it with this. You mentioned um, off the top, uh, brother of okay, – I'm brain dead. Sorry. Tremaine Edmonds' brother. Yeah. He could go in the first round? No, he's going to go in the second. Okay. Those safeties are going to run in the second. I think you're going to see a run on the safeties. Well, most people have had Ronnie Harrison as a top five safety. I, I, I think it might end up being, you know, the two Mika Fitzpatrick and Derwin James, and then you get in the the Reed kid Justin from Stanford. Reed Stanford. Then you got the uh, the kid Bates from Wake Forest oh, yeah. and Edmonds, and then maybe Ronnie Harrison. Guys like that. I think I think Ronnie Harrison is going to go a little later than people think. Mm, interesting. All right, uh, Rashawn Evans, a lock to the Steelers. No. Because I think the Titans could take him. Titans are Titans are a tough team to figure out. Well, I think they don't have a ton of the Titans. Might be good this year. Uh, it's all in the quarterback. He's got to get good. Yeah, he'd be good. I mean, he's got a good coach coaching him now. So um, you know, they're not going to be an offense that's set in the 1960s. <laughs> so that'll help him. By default, but, they'll be better. And Corey Davis should be better. So yeah, I think I think the the fact I mean the Titans are interesting. They could go in a bunch of different directions. I think you know remember the leading tackler's gone. Williamson, so yeah. they need to get a linebacker, and they also need some pass rush help. Yeah, maybe Evans or Davenport or Landry fits there. All right, we got to go, and uh, you got to go to. Are you not in Dallas yet? Are you? No, tomorrow. Okay, I gotta go do hits right now for the five o'clock show. Excellent. Well, people should check out, but they won't know till tomorrow. But check out CBS Sports HQ, uh, cbssports.com slash backslash live at Prisco CBS on Twitter. You can watch the draft show every night as your first screen experience. It's the best way to watch the draft. Pete will be in Dallas with Chris Trapasso doing live interviews. As always, thank you to everyone for listening, for rating, reviewing. Pete, we will talk to you after the draft. You got it. Take care.